The presenting sponsor of this season of Wild Ideas Worth Living is Subaru. One thing I just learned that I thought was very cool is Subaru is donating 50 million meals to help feed people in need during the COVID-19 crisis. They know this pandemic is devastating our country and has left hundreds of thousands out of work and unable to feed themselves or their families. Through the Subaru Love Promise, a commitment to support their communities, Subaru and their retailers across the country are making a donation to provide 50 million meals to Feeding America. This action, called Subaru Loves to Help, will make meals available at 199 local food banks across the country. In addition, Subaru retailers will be doing other things to help these local food banks, including food deliveries, donations, and volunteer events. Subaru knows their ongoing support will be necessary as local communities work to get back on their feet. Subaru loves to help. Just one part of the Subaru love promise. One more reason that makes Subaru more than a car company. I guess I think, you know, like, what do I need? What do, what do people need? So then you have to sort of guess what they need. And you assume that some people are going to need what you need right now, which is laughter or sort of putting these situations into a light that makes sense, you know, like, or just says, hey, we're all going through the same thing together. One thing I've been finding very helpful during these strange times of the COVID-19 pandemic is humor. We all know I have the sense of humor of a teenager and TV shows and Instagram posts that make me laugh are so welcome right now. They provide relief from the news cycle and just make me feel connected to other people. Plus, laughter is just downright good for you. I'm Shelby Stanger and this is Wild Ideas Worth Living. To help us all dip into our laughter muscles more during this strange time, I wanted to bring on a previous guest whose sense of humor I've always appreciated. Brendan Leonard is an author and illustrator whose work focuses on adventure, travel, and the trials and triumphs of the human experience in general. He's biked across America, he's run several ultra marathons, he's camped hundreds of times in countless locations, worked at REI, and written a few books, including a memoir called 60 Meters to Anywhere that I loved reading. Brendan has been on Wild Ideas twice, once talking about his 100-mile run he made into a movie, and another time talking about cooking in the great outdoors. His Instagram account and website, Semi-Rad, features his own comedic art. It's full of images of charts and graphs about everyday human stuff, things like weather, food, the internet, stuff his dog likes. It's the kind of stuff we can all relate to, the little observations about day-to-day -day life, the funny in the everyday that just makes me laugh out loud. Today, I wanted to talk to Brendan about where he's finding humor these days, how he's finding inspiration for new work, and how you can tap into your own sense of humor. Brendan, welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living in Quarantine. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me, Shelby. These are new series of episodes we're doing while we're all not opting outside, but opting inside. And I just want to say your, your drawings have brought me a lot of joy during this time. Oh, thanks. So there's one and it says culinary expectations. It's a line graph. So vertically on the y-axis, we have fantastic, adequate, or this is dreadful. Then horizontally on the x-axis, it's February 2020, then April in 2020. And what is fantastic in February, the bar is very high. And then in April, the bar is very low for what is fantastic. And I just feel like that is very appropriate because... My cooking 
is pretty atrocious with especially what we have. It's rough. And other people, I'm sure, understand. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, the I didn't even I was not going to put that graph out as a single thing. I was trying to draw a very long story about frozen pizza throughout my life. Um, be, <laughs> and that symbolizes, you know, how excited I am about frozen pizza during quarantine because um, one of my favorite pizza places is closed and we're just not really doing takeout very much. And I'm like, you know what? Frozen pizza is pretty, it's pretty good when you get down to it and when in this situation. So there's, there's many more things in that post. It's on my website, but that graph sort of summed up basically the whole point of the thing. And it's just, it's so fitting. And even the comments are funny. Like Anna Bronas, who's been on the show before and she's a chef. She, she's done a book with you. She said, I made an omelet with beans today and was so thrilled. <laughs> so I think that tells you where things are at. I mean, I think we're all making pretty gnarly. Uh, I made I made a taco with like mashed sweet potato and beans last night. And I was like, John, or Johnny made it. And I was like, babe, that looks like baby food. But, you know, it's it's very similar to going backpacking and how far you are from the trailhead, what you will eat and get excited about. And, hey, it's day four of this trip. And, you know, we're having like like really, really bad food, but it, it's, oh, it's okay. Cause we're so far from, it's in, literally impossible to go get, you know, tacos somewhere good. <laughs> so we're going to deal with this, but yeah. So true. It is, it is, it does feel like every day we're just like cooking for a backpacking trip. Yeah. So humor, I mean, all of your drawings are always funny, but now I, I especially just think they're so relevant right now. Why do you think that humor and being lighthearted is so important right now? Boy, what else, I mean, what else do we have? Like Twitter and news. I mean, that's <laughs> not that's not helping me. You know, it's I you know, I want more information on what's going on as everybody does, but there's literally every day for the past 15 days I have not, you know, looked at the news and gone, "Oh, okay. That's very hopeful." <laughs> So, I was going to agree with you. I was like, but how do you even know what to, yeah, the news is very confusing right now. Not that helpful. No. And some, you know, someday in the next few weeks, we're going to get some glimmers of hope and it's going to, you know, they're not going to say, Hey, things are back to normal in like six days, but it's going to, we're going to round the corner of, you know, existential dread and start looking up again. But until then, I think we need things that will make us either laugh or be able to deal with this in a way that's not making us, you know, mentally unhealthy. So that's, you know, I noticed I was just doing this, a lot of escapist stuff the first couple weeks of it, just like, okay, I've literally watched, you know, like 10 spy movies just cause it's great to think about something else. And maybe I can provide a little bit of that on a, on a daily basis for people, but just giving them a laugh for like, you know, 30 seconds uh, in a, in a sea of, of doom. It feels <laughs> like, I guess. Well, you know, I want to talk about where you get your inspiration from, because a lot of times it's been from the outdoors and activities you love doing. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to see how that's shifted and how you get your where you get your inspiration now. I don't know. I guess I think, you know, like, what do I need? Or what, do, what do people need? So then you have to sort of guess what they need. And you assume that some people are going to need what you need right now, which is laughter or sort of putting these situations into a light that makes sense, you know, like, or just says, Hey, we're all going through the same thing together roughly. And, you know, my stuff isn't universal for all audiences. You know, I have, I, you know, my neighbors, if I showed them some of these graphs, they'd be like, what is this about? And I don't, I don't get this at all. You know, this is not what I'm going through, but 
there's a handful of people on the internet that it does make sense to. So that's nice. But yeah, I don't know. There's, I suppose I'm really not that big on inspiration. I just like take my dog for a walk and think about stuff. And then if I can make it into a drawing or a blog post, I do that. And, uh, you know, sometimes it reaches a lot of people and a lot of people like it. And sometimes it doesn't. And that's fine too. I tried. So okay, basically that's it. That's the inspiration. The inspiration is I want to keep doing this for a living as opposed to trying to get a real job, I guess. So yeah, but it sounds like you, you get your still, you're still getting your inspiration outside when you're taking your dog oh, for a walk. Yeah. We were literally just talking about this, about how things are just zoomed in. You know, I'm happy to like sit in the backyard for a while now. Um, or, you know, it's, it's like, oh yeah, well, you're not going to the mountains to, to ski or, or anything like that. Okay. You're definitely not going to the trails you normally run just outside of town here. And then even there's a park about a mile from my house that I've run at this point, literally thousands of miles around and you go run there after work and there's like hundreds of people there. So it doesn't even feel like a, I'm not going there anymore. So now I'm like, now I'm psyched just to go out in my neighborhood somewhere and run randomly a bunch of streets that hopefully there are no people on. And if they are, we both crossed opposite sides of the street. So yeah, I'm psyched. I'm standing around in like these little pocket parks in Denver, looking up at trees, watching squirrels and going, okay, this is good for now. I can do this, you know? So it shows you how sort of privileged you've been for a long, long time to be doing all these really cool things in the mountains or, you know, traveling to do things and how much you should have gratitude for what is really outside, which is just outside your door, I guess. That's so true. I went running today and and my normal route is, you know, normally I can run at nine in the morning because I don't have to go to an office and I run along the beach. You can't run on the beach anymore, but you can still run on Pacific Coast Highway in San Diego. And then there's a trail that sometimes I'll run and there's never anybody on it. Today, there was like 10 people on it. And I was like, oh, but they're getting to experience this beautiful trail as well. And um, yeah, like we just basically jump into the bushes on the other sides to avoid people. But it's beautiful and it's spring and like you do become appreciative of what you have. And it's cool to see other people, you know, trying to social distance, getting outdoors. You know, what advice do you have to other people who love the outdoors, pretty much anybody listening to this podcast who's dealing with this insane cabin fever and how can we find more humor to create these more lighthearted moments in our daily lives just to bring levity to the situation? Oh boy. I, my, uh, my Instagram feed is mostly New Yorker cartoonists and other, other cartoonists. And that's so my, my Instagram feed is just jokes. So that helps me on a daily basis. And, um, I found a few, few accounts on Twitter that help too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, any of this stuff is escapist if it's not talking about directly talking about the pandemic. So yeah, I don't know. I, my dog is a, a comedian as well, I think. So what does your dog do? That's so funny. Oh, he, um, a, f- a friend who I was ta- telling about how we just got a new dog. This is on my writing course I taught last year said, she said, uh, my dog makes me laugh at least once a day, every day. And they just, just the way they, they act in the world or act towards you or the way they look at you. Or um, most recently he was like late and he's a dog bed that he fits in perfectly. But he's like, I took a, my wife and I both took a series of photos of him, like 
laying completely out of the bed, but still have, having part of his body in it, which just is kind of a funny, funny thing, the way he looks, especially from all these different angles. And I put that on Twitter because um, I thought that was that was worth sharing. But yeah, I don't know. I'm sure cats are the same way. You know, you just you think they should think like you do and they don't because they're not they're not humans. So when they do things that are different, you, you think it's funny and, and they don't mind if you're laughing with them or at them or whatever. So. That's a really long way of saying, I don't know. He's just funny. Well, it's good. I mean, you get, you get humor from, from watching your, I think that, you know, people look at situations and they find them either funny or they don't like the other day, my mom's computer crashed and I just, obviously it wasn't my computer, but I just found it hysterical because I was like, (laughs) you rely on your computer for work. It's not like you can go to the Apple store right now. It's not like someone can come over and fix it. It's just like, what else can go wrong? Yeah. Exactly. And my heritage is Irish. And I think the Irish have a history of still joking and still laughing in the darkest of situations, you know, much darker than I'm going through right now. So if they can laugh at those things, I can certainly laugh at what's going on in my life right now, you know, and we beyond the pandemic, I've had a chronic non COVID cough since February 1st, which is due to some exhaustion, other things. And so I haven't been able to run for, I took two months off of running, which was like my main thing. And and then we found out our dog had a torn ACL and, you know, you start piling all these things up. And if you sit there and let them, you know, drag you down, they will. But if, if you just kind of go, well, okay, that's what we're dealing with now. This is our new reality. And well, you still got to keep telling jokes and, and goofing off or, or it's going to get real dark, I guess. We all know what it's like to be inspired by the landscape around us. And few trails stand out in North America, like the Pacific Crest Trail. With 2,650 miles, the Pacific Crest Trail provides a wide variety of terrain over its epic expanse. And when we're in front of ever-changing trails, you need your shoes to be able to step up to the challenge. It's that need for versatility that inspired Danner's new hiking shoe, the Trail 2650. Built to move quickly and confidently through the terrain you're choosing, the Trail 2650 can easily fill the role of a lightweight hiker or a trainer. For Danner, this meant looking to lightweight materials that could withstand the demands of the trail while still keeping comfort and stability in mind, whether you're out for a day hike, going on a backpacking trip, or simply navigating some technical terrain. Feeling stable when you're hiking allows you to focus on the world around you. Whenever the timing's right to get back out there, you'll want to be ready to say yes to adventure. The Trail 2650 keeps shifting weather conditions in mind, which is why it comes with a lightweight mesh lining or a waterproof, breathable Gore-Tex option. So keep your eyes focused on that next trek ahead of you, knowing that the foundation you need to get out there can be found on your own two feet. The rest is up to you. To find out more and see the Trail 2650 series, visit danner.com or rei.com. So what are your favorite resources for getting a laugh these days? You've mentioned some people you follow on Twitter. Is there anything you've watched or accounts you want to mention that we should all check out? Um, not necessarily laughter, but the best thing I have seen during the whole pandemic was, is an Instagram live feed between DJ Premier and RZA from Wu-Tang Clan just spinning classic hip hop records and going back and forth and talking about them. They're just in a split screen 
you know, talking between their two living rooms or whatever. And it was, it was this amazing event that happened. Is that last Saturday night? It's on YouTube now, but you could watch the comments come in and it was literally every big name in the history of hip hop was commenting on how great it was. And just watch these two guys who had joy, so much joy for this music for, for so long. Um, talk about it and and play the music even the audio was not not good quality but that was the best thing gosh other than that yeah i just my i have curated my instagram feed um nathan w piles strange planet is an awesome instagram account to follow he has this the shtick that's just basically aliens well humans that are I guess they're aliens, but they're, they're doing all these things that humans do. And they have this bizarre alternative language to, to explain all the things that we do. And it makes you laugh like literally every day. And then, yeah, if you just go through New Yorker cartoons, their feed and pick out a bunch of the, the, uh, cartoonists in there, cause they tag them, you fill up your feed with some really good stuff and you never, it eliminates all these things about Instagram that people hate where you're like jealous of your friend's lives. Cause they're on the beach or on, you know, another, you know, backpacking trip or whatever. You're just looking at people's jokes. It's like, this is great. It's pure. It's just funny, you know? Mm, yeah, I love that. You have like a lot of followers and you only follow a few people and they're all comedians. That is awesome. So how do we cultivate funny? Like how do people become more funny if they're not? Like any advice on how to cultivate humor? Gosh, I don't know. I like, it's just, a lifelong, I wrote about this at one point on my website and I was talking about being at a, um, went to like a jazz jam session at a place near, near us in Denver. And I was just watching these kids who are, they're not kids, they're like 25 or late twenties, you know, just jam together and play songs. I just look, looking at them like, wow, this is, this person has this trumpet that is just literally an extension of their body it's so natural for them to do this and i i was just not jealous but just wished i had you know kept playing an instrument and you know done it to that level and was thinking about all these things like oh traveling would be so cool because you could you don't even need to speak the language you can just jam with people because you're just playing notes and blah 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 and i thought well yeah you know you could do that if you hadn't spent you know the majority of your life since like age five trying to be funny. So you're like kind of studying it. And I feel like I am professionally now quasi professionally still just, you know, lobbing jokes up from the back of the class and hoping people will laugh and that I won't get detention. Um, and it's just a different format at this point, you know, you put something out there and people either react to it or they don't. And it's a, a fairly like the internet is a fairly friendly place to try that because you don't usually unless you're like being mean in your humor or really snarky you don't usually get feedback that is super negative you just usually get ignored which is fine you know it's like you're not as brave as a stand-up comedian or have to deal with that sort of thing where they stand up in front of an audience of you know a few dozen or hundreds of people and toss jokes out there and if it doesn't if it, that joke doesn't land, they got to deal with the silence and be like, Ooh, okay. So the internet's pretty easy. I think, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, I guess nobody liked that one today. Well, we'll try again, you know, in two days or tomorrow, whatever. I mean, maybe you posted at the wrong time too. You just don't know. There's, there's these algorithms as well that go into it. But I think what you said that really resonated with me is your jokes aren't mean or snarky. And I appreciate that. 
because I think humor is so great, especially when it's used for good. Yeah. And well, I mean, I I think there's enough negativity out there and I just don't want to deal with the feedback on that sort of thing. Like I don't want to deal with, I don't want to have to argue with people in the comments to like make my point and like, there's so much negative stuff out there anyway. Like why not just put something out that's positive and sort of my number one rule is like, it's okay to make fun of us. It is not okay to make fun of them. Mm, um, that's very that, Jimmy Fallon of you. Well, it, it's good. Just, I love it. I've always respected that about him. Yeah. I mean, and what's the point, you know, like, Oh yeah. Does it make you feel good for a little bit? And like, you realize the person on the other end probably has feelings too. And they're, you know, I've, I've dealt with some, I don't know, just minor internet stuff would be 10 times worse if I were a woman, you know, but where it's, I've been like, Oh, this person's followers are super negative because they're super negative. Oh, that's why. That's why they're interacting with me in this way. And I try not to try not to do that. I'm not like a positive person by nature. I work at it and privately I'm not that positive either, but I don't feel like there's any point in putting that stuff out there, you know, to make the world a worse place in my opinion. Well, thank you, because you definitely make the world a better place. And I love looking at (laughs) your drawings. They make me happy, and they're funny, and they're quirky, and they make me think sometimes. So you you were funny even as a kid? Like you were the class clown that sometimes got detention? Oh, I think that's debatable if you're funny or not. But yeah, I got I got detention a lot. I, um, yeah, I was not a great kid. I would say I would was not. I didn't get National Honor Society um, for a number of reasons, uh, inside and outside of school. But yeah, I was I was getting detention, like kicked out of class and stuff like that. And still, you know, you were just I don't know being funny just seemed like a cool thing to do. I'd I'd seen, you know, my family gets together. I hadn't realized until I was much older, my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family too. So they just get together and like joke with each other. And I didn't realize that wasn't what all families did until Mm. I was probably in my late twenties, you know, I was like, Oh yeah, they are just goofballs. This is the way to do things, you know, as opposed like, what else are we going to do? Sit around and talk about serious stuff. That's no fun. That's awesome that your family is like that. So when I was a little kid, I had this problem where if someone laughed and we weren't supposed to laugh, it made me laugh harder. And I got kicked out of class. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. This is my entire fifth grade. Yeah. I'm really curious about this study of humor lately. And I'm, I'm curious where you think that truth plays into comedy. Truth. Oh, boy, that's this is this is deep. I don't know. It's all just an exercise of being clever about the truth, right? Like this is, this is a thing I'm saying, you know, you think this too. Isn't it funny that we think this, let's all laugh about it together. Something like that, you know? Yeah, that's really true. I don't know. I think like most of the stuff I draw is basically a dad joke. If I were to just say (laughs) across the room, Hey, isn't it funny that blank? And it'd be like, it's not that funny, but when you draw it and like, make it into this, what has usually been a serious format, you know, of charts and graphs from, you know, Microsoft Excel or whatever. And then on top of that, it's hand drawn. So it's like kind of crappy. Like I could put straight lines in my stuff. The program actually will do that, but I don't because I think it, you know, gives it a little bit of, uh, it makes it less professional, which makes it less serious. And you're like, oh yeah, this is not a real graph, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, and humor is totally in the eye of the beholder anyway. You know, people, 
some people think things are funny. Some people don't think things are funny. I love it. Is there is there a drawing that you're working on right now that you're excited about that you can share with us? Yeah, you know this uh, this lady emailed me a couple of weeks ago and said, um, "Hey, I know you're." Uh, so I have uh, I've been sober since t- 2000. Now I'm like forgetting the year 2002, and uh, I've written about that and. A book and uh you know there's there's a little bit of that in my my uh instagram but this lady emailed me and said hey I, I don't know if you have any drawings or prints that you sell in your shop that have anything to do with addiction and recovery and uh i, I didn't see any on your site i was just wondering if you had something and i kind of dug through all my stuff and i was like yeah i don't, don't really do i don't really do that directly because of i don't feel like maybe it's probably not that higher percentage of my audience that would think that sort of thing was, uh, it wouldn't be relevant to them. But I sat down and drew her something because she wanted to give her husband a gift for his seventh sobriety. He'd been sober for seven years on April 23rd, I believe. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, well, I can think of something. I drew this pretty large print that I then just put on my website for her to, to buy. Um, so she could have a gift for her husband. I was doing it. I think I was thinking like, you know, this might actually work for other people too. So that'll be, that'll be online April 23rd, but it is, it is just to deals with the idea of doing things one day at a time. So hopefully it's a little more universal than, than just for that one guy, but I love uh, it. You know, my mom works in addiction and recovery. uh, Maybe I can send her one for her office. She would love it. She will put it in her newsletters and in all of that. That is so exciting, Brendan. I love that. The thing I thought of is it's not going to work very well on Instagram because of how small the print is on one of the one of the sections of it. And I think that's good. I just want people to either like I, I want people to have it on their wall, not so much for it to float around the Internet, you know. So and it, it had to be that way in order to stack up all these all the days in this last panel. So we'll see, we'll see if it goes anywhere. But it was cool to just be able to, you know, normally people are just like shooting me things like, Hey, you should make a thing like this about this topic. And I'm kind of like, well, I don't really want to take your idea. Cause what if I want to make it a t-shirt out of it? And then I started selling a bunch of t-shirts with your idea. And also a lot of people's ideas aren't, don't work. So, but it was nice for her to just open-endedly say, do you have anything that deals with this topic? If you do, I'd love to buy it. And I was able to just sort of make it for and it, it's gosh I hope her husband likes it or I feel like a real real jerk but but yeah I hope I hope it works for him and I hope it works for other people too I'm sure it's gonna be awesome and well received and I know my mom will like it for sure and I will too is there anything that you're excited to that you've worked on or that you're working on just about what we're going through right now with COVID you know normally I don't try to do sort of topical things because I feel like they're gonna they're only going to be good for the week or the month that people are thinking about those things because of the news cycle and the way our brains work nowadays. So I try to make things that I think will be true in five years. But mm. recently I've just been doing so much more of things that are just going to work for this week because I feel like it's sort of an urgent emotional need for people, I guess. So I'm looking forward to that being over. But yeah, I'm always like, this week, my blog will be about, it's like nine adventure book titles that can be used to describe your self-quarantine. So <laughs> it's like there, there's all these, you know, epic adventure books. And I 
hand traced all these book covers and then crossed out some of the subtitles and wrote my own subtitles that are relevant to today using the title. Can you give me an example? Yeah, there's, let me see here. So you might know this book, Daniel Duane. Yeah, of course. Caught Um, inside. He's a a surfing writer and I actually interviewed him. He is married to the writer, Elizabeth Wheel. You know, one of the coolest things she's ever, this is totally off topic, but I think, I think she wrote it and then they let her daughter edit it. Oh my God. What is this about? I forget. It was this great story. Either he wrote it and she went through and edited it and they added footnotes to be like, mom, that's not true. It was hilarious. Oh, it was about raising her kid in the New York yeah, Times. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. So good. Okay. So, so one of them is caught inside with Daniel Dwayne. That's hilarious. And you should yeah. send it to them. And if you need their email, I will hook you up. Well, it's so, so the original book is called Caught Inside, A Surfer's Year on the California Coast. So I just traced the cover and then crossed out A Surfer's Year on the California Coast. So now it says Caught Inside. I mean, I love my kids, but holy shit. <laughs> so, and they're all sort of like that. Um, but there's, you know, there's like a lot of mountaineering disasters, ascent into hell, conquistadors of the useless, you know, things like that. So um, it's kind of, you know, all these books were written by men too. They all have like this one word titles that are like epic, you know, and women's adventure books tend to be a lot. <laughs> they don't tend to go with that exact formula. So they're harder to, they're hard, they would not fit into this. So I was like, God, there should be some women's adventure books. And I'm like, yeah, they just approach it so much differently and probably, probably way smarter. <laughs> well, Brendan, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. And I just so appreciate all of the humor and light you've added to the world and your funniness and your creative graphs and your drawings, like they're great. If you need a laugh these days, try one of these tips. Follow Brendan's Instagram account, Semi-Rad. You can also follow the Instagram accounts Brendan mentioned, Strange Planet and New Yorker cartoons. You can find links for both of those in the show description wherever you're listening. You can also find some funny books to read or TV shows to watch while you're staying at home. I really enjoyed listening to Dave Chappelle, Sex Education, and Fortune Femester. I find it really funny. All of these are not PG-13, but I enjoyed them a lot. Try to notice the small, absurd things about day-to-day life right now, like how Brendan laughs at his dog, and maybe you can make yourself chuckle. If you found something that made you laugh, send it to a friend or family member. Chances are they could use a little bit of that medicine too. Thanks so much to Brendan for coming back and sharing some of your sources of laughter and joy. I really can't wait to see the projects you're working on. I'm so glad you're continuing to lift people's spirits during this time. You can see more of Brendan's work on his website, semi-rad.com or on his Instagram account at semi underscore rad. Special shout out to everyone helping in the COVID-19 pandemic, and that includes you. Those on the front lines, those making sure all of us stay stocked up on food, teachers taking on virtual teaching, parents taking on homeschooling, and all you kids who just want to go outside and play with your friends, but you're stuck inside. I feel you on that one. Hopefully we'll all be outside playing in a little while. Thank you so much to everyone doing your part to stay at home and stay safe. We're all in this together. Wild Ideas Worth Living is part of the REI Podcast Network. It's hosted by me, Shelby Stanger, written and edited by Annie Fassler, and produced by Chelsea Davis. Our executive producers are Paolo Motola and Joe Crosby, and our presenting sponsor is Subaru. 
As always, we love it when you subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you listen. I've been reading all the reviews lately. They uplift me, they mean a ton, and they help the show grow. Remember right now, the best way to live wildly is by staying safe. Sending hugs to you all.